This is Only We Matter Podcast with Jacqueline and Brandon, bringing generations together. Well, we have some special guests on the podcast today. It is a family affair. Jacqueline's son and daughter-in-law are here. So, Bryce and Caitlin, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us. Mm-hmm. It is good. I mean, your your mother kind of pulled my arm and said I had to. So, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I would have you on no matter what, anyway. But uh, I was told there was a good conversation going on. So this is a special episode because uh, Jacqueline says we have to do an episode. It is eight o'clock on a Tuesday night. Jacqueline does not perform very well in the evenings, but she is rocking. She must have drank a Coca Cola. <laughs> And is ready, <laughs> ready to rock here tonight. And then so, won first the of all, oh wow! A so wow, game. she's yeah. awake. Bryce and Caitlin. So, Caitlin, tell me a little bit about who you are, what you do in your life right now. Sure. Um, yeah. So, I currently am self-employed as a young illustrator, um, and I recently moved into that from managing a cafe. Um, been married to Bryce for about a year and a half, just over, and yeah, so life's good. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. That's okay, Bryce. What do you? What about you? <laughs> yeah, uh, I also have been married with Caitlin for really? a year and a half. Wow, so what crazy. a coincidence! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we we live in Calgary. Uh, I'm a pastor of a small church there. Um. We're expecting our first little Woo-hoo. one in April. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we're super excited. Um, yeah, just trying to keep life as normal as possible with COVID and everything with, that's going on. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a awesome sure. snapshot. Sweet. And uh, so uh, excuse the question, but uh, how old are you guys? Just so our listeners know. Mm-hmm. I'm 26. I'm 28. <laughs> it becomes very important in this podcast about generations and getting along and helping one another in generations. And so, um, remind my listeners that, uh, I am like in my thirties and, uh, Jacqueline, well, you know, not she's in her 30s. a different age group, a different age group. <laughs> I'm in my fifties. Uh, it's for totally this podcast. fine. Okay. Fifties. Yep. I know it has to be fine. Cause that's what our <laughs> podcast is about. That it's fine that you're yeah, that, whether that I age like it or not. It's and fine. that, uh, whether you like it or not, and that we can learn from one another. So you guys were having a conversation recently uh, around the dining room table, around the idea of, of greatness and what how we define greatness between our generations. And so you guys are pretty much in my generation. Um, so, so I'm going to act almost as a, a, a curious interviewer here. Uh, I'm interviewing you guys around that conversation and hearing what was so invigorating about it. And so I want to ask this first question of how do you define greatness? Um, I would probably define greatness as doing um, things under the radar, outside yourself, for other people, for the glory of God. Did you just read that? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she had it written on her arm. I, I saw the pen books. <laughs> I'm like, that's 
pretty accurate. Yeah, mine would be fairly close to Caitlin's. Um, and I'm not sure totally what I would change from it. Um, other than greatness is, um, like from, just from like a Christian perspective, it's something where, you know, we're born again into, I would say, mm-hmm. rather than something we personally achieve on our own merit. So that would be, that would just be like from a, that I would say from adding on to hers as well. Mm-hmm. What was exciting about this conversation that happened around the table was because it was a springboard off of the statement of uh, God has a purpose for me. And it is as great as Joseph from, from the book of Genesis in the Bible. I may not end up leading a country, but it doesn't mean that I don't have influence and can have a great influence with those people that I come across my path during the day, or if it's just a moment or my circle of friends, or even if I don't know them and we just have this quick moment in time, whether it's like at the cash register in a grocery store or something like that. And so it was interesting because our, our conversation just led right from that because Caitlin said something to the effect of, well, that's interesting because my generation wouldn't say that. My generation in a whole, uh, so a general sweep would say like they're waiting for something, like they're waiting for that moment. Is that accurate, Caitlin? Yeah. Um, something that I've just noticed recently with friends and surrounding specifically Christians in my age group that I've come across in university and um, just my life have had this perspective where there's something coming that they are going to be a big part of um, that's going to be great. And that I find the, what I take from it is that it's all self-focused the attitude I get is that people want to elevate themselves to that greatness instead of um you know maybe missing out on what's right in front of them yeah, it seems like as, as young adults, as pit in particular, and even when I was a, a teenager, potential is called out in us. And and I'm not sure what you experienced, Jacqueline, but people call out and will say if they see something really good, if you have a good people in your life, that would say, you know, like, like Brandon, I see this. God's going to do great things in your life. You know, you're you're good at this and this, and he's going to use it in these great ways that we don't know, even know yet. And so when you tell a young person that, we're just like, oh, man, like the, the world is at my fingertips. I can I can do absolutely anything. And uh, that that I think it, it can be can be double edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. It can be like this really good thing where it gives us drive. So it gave me drive to do really well, but then cause great disappointment when you're 25 and you realize, oh man, I I'm not there yet. And then 30, and I'm like, I didn't quite realize those those goals. Mm-hmm. And so I see that as a as a double edged sword, right? Of like potential being what greatness. When I think of greatness, that I'm going to get to greatness, potential is the is the greatest motivator and the greatest enemy of of greatness. Mm. Um, but it becomes a matter of of that perspective of what what space are you living in, of of greatness, mm-hmm. and I think that's where where you are going, Caitlin, with that. Mm-hmm. And I just read a quote of this exact thing. 
um, of, of defining greatness and, and your influence, actually. So Jacqueline mentioned influence, that word. And uh, there's a, a great Christian leader who says leadership is influence. But in the end, it's like, it's not about who I could influence, but it's about who I have today. How am I influencing them? Mm. And letting greatness be defined mm. by that. Mm-hmm. Well, because, I, you know, a couple of things. One, we're all influencers. So I, it, it was just this huge aha moment for me with social media that everybody is an influencer. So if you're going to look to social media to help define how great you are, you're going to be so, so disappointed with the world, with your life. You're going to become so discontent because their social media is going to say, well, that's not great. Like you, you only have like 200 followers. Well, 200 is, is huge that you still have a circle of influence. And, and I think as well, our, my generation, I think we've done a disservice to your generation in the sense that um, maybe when we were going through school, um, you know, you, you weren't always picked. You were the last picked for a, uh, a team, um, you never got like a participation ribbon. Um, you just all, you know, if you weren't excelling in your event, whatever that is, then sometimes you just felt like I'm just a loser. Like I just, I got nothing. I got nothing to offer. And so we take it from that. We grew up in that. And then we say, when we have our own kids, well, that's ridiculous. I am not going to put that on my children. The next generation are going to know that they can do whatever they want to do, that they deserve to have success, that they deserve to have greatness in their field and that they can achieve it, that they can do it. And, uh, you know, now we're seeing that that wasn't right either that was a disservice to your generation because we're not all meant to be astronauts, you know, and I use that because that is such, um, you know, really only, um, I was going to say, use the word elite, but you know, there are just really certain people. That's that your can dream be job, isn't it, Jacqueline? You not really everybody. wanted to be an astronaut. It really is. That's why you used I that. I wanted to be up in space. <laughs> It was something I thought I could obtain, you know, and, and it's not going to happen. Like I'm not, I'm not built for it. I don't have the mentality for that. I get a little claustrophobic. So yeah, let's throw me into a little spaceship and put me in the, you know, in the universe somewhere, you know? So I think we just, we did a disservice to your generation. And now we're seeing you know, that whole, well, I'm just waiting for the next great thing because I'm going to be great because I can be great. There's nothing that can stop me. And, you know, our generation, we just worked at it. We just, not at greatness, but we just worked at the job that was at hand. So Bryce, as you respond to that, um, try to get to this question in the end. It's like, what, so if the pendulum swung from like, basically no encouragement to your potential and uh, maybe in Jacqueline's day to, to our day where it was like an over encouragement that you can do absolutely anything with your life. Um, what, what would be a, what would be a good way for us to respond in our generation to our kids? I think for us to respond to the next generation after us, to our kids would be making sure we define greatness as like, it's not about, 
who's watching, but it's about what you have around you. So for like Caitlin and myself with this little one on the way, for us, that's greatness. Like greatness, mm-hmm. it's not something that, like we didn't tell anybody we were pregnant for the first four months. It was just her and I, and we just kept it a secret. And But that was greatness for us. Like we had this little one that, um, and then we got to share with everybody, but we already, we knew the, the value of that before everybody started um, sh- liking our, our posts on our little one or like having everyone surround us with our, our church family and our, our biological families. Like we, we had, we understood the value of that greatness before it was um, on any other platform. And I think if we were to, to teach the next generation, it's understanding the value that you already have with greatness already around you for us, mm-hmm. both growing up in, in um, like solid families, like that's, that was greatness. Like we had that within our, our reach. Um, and when we make greatness something that's external, then our internal is never, never enough then. And so, um, and I think that's what I would want to encourage our little one is that, you know, your greatness is, is you know, something internal that's hmm. within your reach around you. It's not something that, um, does the external make you feel good? Totally. That's why we all have social media. We want to see what our friends are up to, but also if we're all being super honest, it makes us feel good when people see what we're doing and, and the cool stuff yeah. or the funny posts we made. Um, but if that's how we're defining greatness, then we're, um, we're, uh, we're bankrupt internally then. Wow. So Caitlin, as we, as we talk about like internal greatness then and the importance of that. So uh, with my kids, we have, uh, we've called it a success chart. And so for me in the past little while, I've realized, okay, my kids are starting to try to achieve things and, and get to things. And I wanted to redefine success for them and what it looked like. And so I put down these different categories and then get stickers for them, whatever. And uh, then we'll do a family reward, not an individual reward. We want to do a family reward. So everyone has to succeed and to succeed together. Uh, so success for us looks like, um, you know, helping out with chores, doing things around the house or um, being kind, you get a sticker for kindness. And then they like immediately was like, oh, who can I give a hug to? And then they started hugging each other and said, like, do I get a sticker? And it's like, no, you don't. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so kindness chores, um, uh, your spiritual life, um, your mind, expanding your mind. Oh, there's one more, there's five things. Anyway, things like that. What would you add to my list? If we're talking about that internal greatness, that, you would want to see in yourself even? Mm. It's a good question. And I think when we're talking about passing it on to our kids, um, at the foundation, greatness comes from God. So Mm. as Bryce is talking, like he's defined things that are great and he's made things that are great and he is great. Um, So things, as I grow up, I realize things as well that are huge blessings uh in my life like a solid family a loving husband um like financial stability um but also the characteristics of god played out in my life that i've learned from god so like things that you have said as well kindness selflessness humility um and the pursuit of those things because of a relationship with God, who is the ultimate greatness. 
That's awesome. How would you spell it out then? Like this idea of that internal greatness and it coming from God, like what, what makes us great from him? Like why kind of expand on that idea? Ooh, I feel like that could go into a big, <laughs> a bigger thing. Um, Cause ultimately I think we have a sinful nature and I think something that spans across all generations immensely is selfishness and a self-focus. And, and so I think it comes from when we choose to say no to ourselves, to deny ourselves um, and to ask God for his forgiveness, to step into a relationship with him um, and start to change how we operate because of that relationship. Yeah. That relationship defining us that almost like, like I, I have in my um, screensaver uh, that pops up when obviously I haven't been doing my work it, that comes up and says like, uh, you know, you're a son of God. So live like it, mm-hmm. which, which does two things for me. It reminds me of my worth. And then that brings confidence to do what I am called to do in this moment, in this day and to walk as, as a child of God. And uh, for me, that, that's what I'm hearing you say then is like our worth coming from him, whether you just, you define it in this moment of being a child of God or just being his and, and, be, and belonging to God. Um, that's where our worth, if I have nothing else in my life, that's still greatness. Is that where you're getting to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. I'd also add with this idea of greatness that, um, like greatness, when I picture the first characteristic that comes to mind when I think of someone who is great is someone who is confident, um, hmm. not confident in what they're doing, but just confident in in whatever they're doing, like who who they are. They're confident. They're not um, like they're just they're confident in you know when they go to a group of people and just who they are. They're not putting on a face to be somebody else or to make new friends. Like they're just being who they are. And maybe that is someone who's extroverted and outgoing, but also you know, introverts who are just confident who they are. They're just like, yeah, like things are good. And I like, this is who I am. And I'm happy to, to be an introvert. And, you know, I don't have to be out there. Like my mom's a huge introvert. And uh, um, I don't know. Anybody, <laughs> I don't know anybody who's a bigger uh, extrovert than her. Um, but, uh, but yeah, when I think of greatness, it's someone who their value isn't coming from, like I mentioned earlier, the external validation. It's um, no. Yeah. Like, I'm Bryce, I'm a goof and kind of like that. (laughs) And it doesn't, uh, you know, that's how I come across on social media. That's how I come across in person. And that's how I'm gonna come across with my little one is that, you know, I'm I'm confident and consistent and in hopefully every situation that I come across. And for me, um, like that's who I think of as as someone who's great, someone who's consistently confident in who they are. Wow, yeah, that's really good. Jacqueline, would you would you say that? Like, is that what you believed growing growing up into now of like confidence being greatness? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm listening to this conversation, and you know, I'm thinking about greatness to me is humility, and and that's something that I personally need to work on more. Is just walking humbly with your God. To me, that is greatness hmm. because out of that, He shows you where he wants to move 
you too. He wants to to prune you, you know, refine you. And um, to me, that that is the start of greatness is to humble yourself before before God. And then he changes you and moves you. And so, yeah, I think that there is out of that there there is a confidence that comes because you know that you are secure because somebody loves you that you are not alone even though you may feel lonely you're not alone um and um and that there's always there's always a place to run to to be safe Mm -hmm. even though you don't feel like like you're in a in a place of refuge but there is god always provides a place of refuge for you um, and I think too, you know, um, raising kids isn't easy. It, like, you know, really? that Brandon, not, right. I know, I know. I mean, my kids turn out great, but uh, greatness. Uh, but I am also very aware that I am so thankful that we had children without social media around because, I, I just feel for, for your generation with young, with young ones coming up, like they don't even get a chance to have like 10 years without a phone or a laptop or especially we just came out of COVID and, you know, kindergarten, they're going to know more about how to run a TV, um, a computer screen and a computer and an iPad than I will probably ever be first. My four-year-old learned my passcode very quickly. Oh, no. <laughs> and then she was hiding under a blanket on her bed, playing on YouTube Kids or something. I don't remember what it was. But <laughs> I was I was both impressed and scared at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I think I would be the same way, Brandon. Like, I, I don't know if I would be like, wow, okay, you are so so smart yeah it's like you've just blown me away and then it's like I don't know how I'm going to discipline you in this moment because that seems pretty contradictory to what I've just told you like I I just I really feel for the parents of this of your generation because I think you guys have an uphill battle of stuff that my kids didn't have to deal with they had other things to deal with I know they did but but being, you know, cyberbullied or, or just accidentally getting onto screens that they shouldn't, or, you know, being distracted by smartwatches because you may not have your phone, but your smartwatch keeps going off, you know, and you get all those texts, and and then you're not really where you're not really all there wherever you are. So, so I was a basketball coach for a few years to some junior high kids, and. Uh, I would often like teach principles along along with it. So one of the principles was the importance of being humble, which on a basketball court, uh, often you would not hear that message. It's about like mm. flaunting confidence and even overconfidence. And uh, but I would I would I would pre- preach that because that's what I do to to these kids. And then one kid who was in my youth group actually said to me, "Oh, you have to say that because you're a pastor." I was like, no, I just think it makes you a better person. And, uh, but it's like, okay, so this is a, this is a Christian kid from a Christian home and in, in a public school setting telling, telling me that I just had to say that, um, that humility was a, a key to success in their lives. Um, but so, so my question for you guys is this is 
what we've described as greatness here today, as that an internal greatness coming from God, that it being confident and humble, humbleness, bringing a confidence, whatever relationship that comes into play. Um, does our, our generations respectively, um, do they reflect that in our culture today in our, maybe our Canadian culture or do we value something else as greatness? As a outside perspective, I mean, I've also been there too um, myself that, but I believe it's not the case that this is the majority of people think this way um, because of what we were talking about earlier. And I not, I don't think it's just necessarily the parents of, you know, Jacqueline's generation. I think it's also the message that's been in all of our kids' movies growing up too. Like you think of Disney and um, Barbie, be who you want to be. You can be whatever you want kind of deal. So I think the majority of people in my generation see greatness as how many likes they get or how popular they are, Mm. um, how much they're seen, you know, Um, Mm. and not necessarily what we've been discussing. So our, our podcast is only we matter and uh, it's about bridging the generational gap. So how can we bridge the gap in this conversation of greatness between our generation? Like, I just think, it starts with trying to find the middle ground of, mm. you know, hey, there's great, like what Brandon, what you were saying, like, hey, there's great potential for you that's coming. Um, so make sure you don't miss it kind of thing uh, that you were saying at the beginning. Um, but there's got to be some middle ground where it's like, like, you know, if Caitlin was a kid and seeing her drawing, it's like, wow, you're really good at drawing. Like, you should, like, if you want, you should really go for that. Um, like, I think you got some great talent, but, you know, just make sure you love it when you keep doing it, like not putting the pressure that you have to do, but just like, just the simple, the, the, the small encouragements on the side, it's like, um, Hey, like I saw you doodling, you know, when you were taking class notes kind of thing, like, you're really good at that. Like, do you have any other work? And it's just like that small, those small, um, encouragements that we can give to people when we see that in someone, um, Mm -hmm. on the basketball court, you see, you know, personalities, you also see athletic abilities, you see relational, um, obstacles and or and people just stepping out of their comfort zone like wow you are actually a really good um, team leader like did you know that and I'm like oh no I'm just playing basketball it's like well yeah like just so I know like you're really natural at that and just like just yeah. calling people up for their natural giftedness is like it's like mm-hmm. wow like then someone's going like wow I didn't know I had that greatness already within me until someone said it um, and you know then it's up to them what they do with it but now they know like wow like I do have some greatness within me um, but it's not that they were pushing it out there for everyone to see, mm-hmm. or they were um, yeah. like looking for it. It's just like, and I think we got to do that now. Um, mm-hmm. That's something that, you know, I, I try and do with um, some of the youth and young adults is like, did you know, like, like you're doing like really good at this. And, mm-hmm. and even like some of the, the new families at church, it's just like when we're hanging out with them or grabbing coffee or whatever, it's just like, like you guys are doing really good as parents right now. Like, did you guys know that? And they're like, had no idea like it's like super hard we're like just struggling to keep the kids busy with their at home all day mm. it's like no you guys are doing really good and you guys just need to hear that from someone uh, like outside of your family and i think that's what bridging the gap would look like is us being intentional with the people in person and, and calling out you're doing really good at this right now 
And it's not like, hey, pursue this because you're doing good. It's just like, you're doing really good, just so you know. And then I think that that instills confidence. Um, and it's not all about confidence, but for me, that's what I, I think of with greatness. I think it goes hand in hand. Um, and yeah, and it's up to them if they want to pursue that and make that a career. It's like, well, I'm really good at, at doodling how it started with Kayla, or I'm really good at, um, at working with the team. And then that leads into um, like managerial positions or, or uh, like you, Brandon, like, um, like preaching, public speaking, like you're really confident in your public speaking. Like you're really good at that. Like, more, like, what is it? That's the number one greatest fear with people is public speaking. You know, you're really good at that. You're a natural. It's like, yeah. And I think that's a huge part of bridging the gap is just, and we don't like giving, we, we say we like giving confidence or uh, compliments, but when it comes to the time where we're actually going out to give it something in us, is just like, Oh, I'm not going to say that now. Like they already know. I'm sure they already know they're, they're good parents. I'm sure they already know right. that they're a great leader, but it's like, it doesn't, do you lose anything by telling them? No, but for some reason, I think it's our pride. We're like, well, they already know Absolutely. I don't need to get involved with this, but I think that's where it starts is just like being intentional with people's lives and saying, um, not even making a big deal of it, but just like you're, you're intentionally taking note of people in their life. And you're just saying, Hey, you're really good at this. And I think you're doing a, like a bang up job, just so you know, and I would say that's, that is not only the start, but I think that's, um, that's how it has to go for, for, um, our next generation for sure. Like the next and, and I think that's so, such a big difference from when like, you know, Barney was telling me how special I am in each and every way, you know, like he, was, he told me each, <laughs> each and every way that I was special. And uh, I think there's a big difference between what you just said and being able to call out gifts and talents and abilities that people actually have and mm -hmm. in their character or whatever and tell them how they're good at that is very different than saying uh, there's no fault with you whatsoever mm -hmm. and that you are absolutely you know, special mm. in every way. Um, you could all be the president of the United States, even yeah. though you're just Canadian. Uh, or I loved <laughs> Don't going. Do it. Don't I do loved it. going into high school when the principal is like the grade eights were going into grade nine into high school, and he. The one thing I remember from his speech that one day, the transition day, was like, "You are not going to be in the NHL." He just yeah. he looked at everybody <laughs> and said that, yeah. and I was I almost burst out in laughter. I didn't play hockey, so it didn't matter to me. But those poor hockey players. <laughs> that's, uh, well, and I life. think, you know, I think, um, like the two things that come to mind are one that we are not as Christians and believers, we're not called to give flattery. We're called to give encouragement. And also that we are told to continue to encourage and build one another up. Mm -hmm. And that, and that leads to a, a greater confidence in your walk with the Lord yeah. is when people recognize those things. And I think that's really good, Bryce. I think, you know, we just do not say it enough. And I also agree. I think it's pride for whatever reason they already know, or they're already puffed up. So I am not going to add to that in their life. For, but whatever it is, people need to be encouraged because there isn't a lot of encouragement that comes from people. Authentic, real, yeah. real encouragement. So, yeah, I think that all leads all leads to the great um, shrinking of that divide between us. Yeah, that's a good one because, like, what you're saying at the end was already coming to my mind. I've had, I've had people come to me and said, "Oh, I've been wanting to encourage you before, but I didn't want to like." 
puff you up or make your head too big. So I haven't said anything. And I'm like, do you know how down I get on myself? Like, uh, <laughs> I need a community around me, right? I need that community of support and, and, uh, not to get that in our heads that for some reason I'm going to, I'm going to make this kid feel like they're, you know, uh, over the moon or anything. Um, with confidence, it's like, no, I think we need to just ask the Lord, so who do you want me to encourage today? I, you know my day. You know what it's going to look like. You know how busy I am. You know what's going on. So help me to just see the person that's right in front of me. And how can I encourage them, even if it's just a smile? Because there's not a lot of people that smile these days either. So so I hope that encourages other people to talk about it too. Mm-hmm. And ask, that, ask the same question. What does greatness mean to you? What does that look like to you? Mm-hmm. Hey, we're trying to build each other up, not ignore each other here on Only We Matter podcast with Brandon and Jacqueline. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button and keep the conversation going.